This podcast is brought to you by Men's Tea Clinic. Men's Tea Clinic is the team I trust with my total wellness optimization, and so should you. Five DFW locations with North Frisco, El Dorado Parkway at Dallas North Tollway now open. Call 972-GO-MEN'S-TEA or visit mensteaclinic.com. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. KNC Masterpiece right here on 105.3 The Fan. We are live from Surprise Stadium. Thank you very much to the on-time experts, to Best Buy, Windows, and Siding. And, of course, it's brought to you by the new $1.99 crispy tender wraps for a limited time only at Sonic. Mm. Mm. Tender wraps. Sonic. Wrap that tender. Now, I have been wanting to do this segment all week. I know, man. I've been waiting for this yeah. segment all week. Every time we do an interview, you ask a question for this segment. Yes, And absolutely. every time they have, great, they have great answers to this, and I have no clue what it's about. Is, but I also wanted to throw this out there. Bobby Wilson is wearing a Hector Strong shirt. He designed okay. the logo to help raise awareness and show support for Hector and those battling cancer. Mm-hmm. All the Rangers catchers today, like Kisner, are wearing the shirts in tribute to Hector. And we've already talked about how the Ortiz is in the box down the first and third baseline. So, I appreciate the efforts that the Rangers are putting out there to honor somebody who, as you mentioned earlier, Mike, was a part of this franchise for a long, long time. Passed away at the age of 54. I believe it was pancreatic cancer. Yes, you're correct. Now, let's go into the art of developing a new pitch. So I was intrigued by this based on things that, we had heard from Dane Dunning and John Gray. And luckily, we got to really dive into them. But one of the things that I noticed from talking with, we've talked with Dunning, we've talked with Gray, we've talked with Jack Leiter. These are all people who are in different spots in their baseball lives. Right. John Gray is firmly in the rotation. It seems like Dunning is firmly in the rotation, but he does not view it that way. And then there's Jack Leiter, who does not believe that he has a spot on this team right now whatsoever. And so he can't really spend spring training tinkering on things. While we found out yesterday that Dane Dunning had actually developed a forkball or been working on a forkball. And so what I wanted to do to start this out with is I wanted to go back to Dunning yesterday. This is cut number six on the mechanics of a new pitch. And then I want to pick y'all's brain as well about how this all comes together. Yeah, yeah. I kind of let the cat out of the bag today about that. But um, StatCast popped up finally with the splitter. Um, <laughs> but it's 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 more towards like Senga's ghost fork. Um, okay. So I'm throwing more of like a fork ball. So it's, uh, you know, a low spin splitter that um, – creates a lot of depth so like yesterday the one i threw was um if people know any of the analytics behind pitches it was negative three invert and four horizontal so the ball just goes straight down i started a little i started a little too high considering my last one went 47 feet um okay. probably bounced <laughs> yeah. two times to the plate so i was like all right 
I'm going to get this one in the strike zone and recording out with it, so I was happy about that. All right. So there's the mechanics or some of the mechanics that go into that. But what I really wanted to know, and I'm going to start with you, Mike, because I think you can give us. I'd say like the numbers. He didn't talk about any of the mechanics the, of the numbers. The right. I, and I did like that he was like, I don't know if that's too far, if that's too nerdy or not, is can you walk us through the genesis of at any point in your career, Mike, when you were learning a new pitch or had to develop a new pitch and what that process is like? So for professional ball, after my rookie ball year, I only threw, I threw fastball, curveball, and I threw like a knuckleball, which was my changeup. And the Cleveland Indians at the time didn't want me throwing the knuckleball anymore. And they said, we want you throwing a changeup. So I had to learn how to throw a changeup. So I was lucky enough to have a father, I talked about this earlier, who played with Ferguson Jenkins, who had a great changeup. So, uh, you know, I had that in the off season. So my dad's picking Fergie's brain to ask him certain ways to throw a changeup, how to make it, you know, more effective, because my father did not throw a changeup. He threw a forkball. So you just have to play as much catch, for me, a changeup at least. I had to play long toss with my changeup. So I had to throw it not off of the mound at first to feel comfortable. I had to throw it from 90 feet to feel comfortable. I had to throw it just – that one to me was easy to learn because you're throwing a fastball. You're just changing the grip from your one finger and your middle finger to your middle finger and your ring finger. Uh, you are – you know, you can put your thumb in different places. So you have to – you have to play with where I'm going to put my thumb. Is it going to be directly underneath the ball? Is it going to be on the side of the ball? Am I going to make kind of what they'd call a donut or a circle? And that is all your comfort. That is not you have to do it this way. There has to be something comfortable about that pitch that, one, it's effective, that it's working, and you're going to get the result back from the hitter. The hitter's going to give you the result. I understand what Dane Dunning's talking about, where he's talking about the horizontal break and the vertical break, the downward action of the pitch. That doesn't matter if the hitter's cranking it in the gap for a double. You're like, I'm getting all the analytic numbers I want out of this. Well, guess what? The hitter thinks it's a load of crap. He is actually giving you the best feedback possible by is he hitting the ball hard or is he not hitting the ball at all? The other thing, too, is can you throw it for a strike? So, when it comes to a breaking ball, obviously at some point everybody has to learn a breaking ball, whether you're learning it at 10 years old, 15 years old. For example, my father didn't allow me to throw a breaking ball until I was going into ninth grade. So I just threw fastballs for the most part from whatever age six when I got off the mound for the first time till age 14, I threw a fastball and I threw a knuckleball. And then at 15, 14, 15 years old, I learned how to throw a breaking ball. And it takes time. Now, for a breaking ball, I don't want to throw it from a distance of 120 feet because I'm going to have to throw it up to make it go down. I have to make the, the breaking ball, and they have all the cameras now, to make it look like it's coming out of your hand as a fastball. Because if that ball immediately pops up out of your hand, they will call it also casting, like you're casting a fishing rod. Yeah. If that ball casts out of your hand, and now they have the video to show you if it is or isn't, that's going to be a different look to the hitter. He's going to immediately see the ball go up out of your hand, and now that's a bad pitch because now the hitter has recognized that pitch with 55 feet to go until he has to make the decision to hit it or not. So there's a lot that goes into it, but there has to be a lot of practice. I tried to learn Al Leiter's cutter. He tried to teach me it. To be honest, I didn't feel like Al Leiter ever explained it to me well because it was so easy for him, and he was like, just cut the ball in half. Just grip the ball like this and cut it in half. And I'm like, I am trying to cut the ball in half. It is, is there anything else you can give me besides just grip it this way and cut the ball in half? Because that's not computing in my brain. The other thing what, which, was, which was tough is the more I practiced it, the more my elbow hurt. So now I had to make the decision, do I try to push through this pain and possibly rip my elbow yeah. in half? Or For something do, that's not natural. Right. Yeah. Or do I quit this pitch? I decided to quit trying that pitch because I'm like, it's not worth the risk reward here is I feel like my elbow's about to explode. I'm going to stop throwing this pitch. And Al Leiter's like, well, you're not doing it right then. 100%. And you're like, well, yeah. of course. Yeah. I feel like this is the conversation yeah. we're trying to have. Do you know I throw a good cutter now? And the reason I throw a good cutter. <laughs> yes. The reason I do, and I'll give 
Trevor Bauer this credit. Now, I'm not throwing it at a major league speed, but because Trevor Bauer has all those videos and he talks about it in detail, and then I can see the ball in super slow motion coming off the inside part of his number one finger, now it makes sense to me. I was trying to cut the ball with my middle finger. I wasn't trying to cut the ball with my pointer finger. And then when I saw it on slow motion replay and I'm seeing Trevor Bauer do it, I'm like, okay. So in my brain, now that I'm seeing it in slow motion and how the ball's supposed to come out of your hand and off of your index finger last, now I can actually throw a cutter. But in 2002, 2003, when I'm trying to learn a cutter, nobody could explain it in a way that I could understand it, that I could command it, that it would consistently break, and that it wouldn't hurt my elbow. I love the the line from Dunning, and uh, we've heard a couple different pitchers say this too. They like to tinker with their with their pitches, and the, uh, just when they're playing catch. You know, in all my, I remember whenever I was playing, I had, there were a couple of seniors when I was a freshman. They were like, "Hey, freshman." Uh, catch this, and they you know, were throwing different types of pitches, and I was like, man, I've never seen anything like that. And they're like, I'm working on this. Again, that's different, that's different for the timing, but it seems like you need time to get the consistency down, and that's where I, I, I wanted to ask, Mike, how much are guys throwing in the offseason that they can create that? Because it feels like that's the best place yeah. to build that and then walk into spring training with it. Well, if it matters kind of what you did the season before. So let's just take Dane, Dane Dunning, for example. He threw quite a few innings last year, so he's not going yeah. to, after also throwing competitively in October, go, I'm going immediately into bullpens in November. There has to be a rest period for his arm. So I'm assuming he starts playing catch again in December, and by about Christmas time to the new year, he starts throwing bullpens off the mound. But he's not going to immediately start throwing splitters. He's going to be throwing fastballs. So I'm just going to throw a 20-pitch fastball bullpen at like about 80% to make sure everything, my balance, right? You want, I call it four balance points, but I want to make sure that I'm hitting my four balance points. So I'm hitting my four balance points on my fastball. My next one, I'm going to up, up it by five pitches. And then my next one, I might start, this would be quick, but I might start working in the new pitch, the split, but I want it with a split. You have to have good arm speed. So I have to start getting to a hundred percent arm speed once I'm off the mound at 100% arm speed, I can now start working on a secondary pitch and a new pitch that I'm working on. The tough thing about during the season is I have to compete. Let's just say I'm a starting pitcher. I've thrown my 100 pitches. The next day I throw long toss. I get in my, my, my hard cardio. I get in my weight workout. The next day is my bullpen session. I have somewhere between 40, and this is a little high, but I'll go all the way up to 60 pitches to throw in my bullpen. Well, if I'm trying to work on a new pitch – I probably need to throw that 15 times in my bullpen. Let's just say I'm at 50 pitches for my bullpen session early because my arm is strong. I've now limited myself to 35 pitches that I trust in a game. Mm -hmm. Now I only actually am practicing 35 times the pitch that I'm going to throw in the game, my fastball, my breaking ball. Now if I split that up by I'm going to throw 20 fastballs and 15 breaking balls, so instead of me getting 50 practices with the pitches that I'm going to throw in my next game, I'm actually farting around with a new pitch <laughs> during the season that I might not even throw in the game. So now when I don't execute a breaking ball, I'm going to be like, what am I doing? I'm wasting 15 pitches trying to figure out a new pitch that I'm probably not going to have the confidence to use in a game yet this season. I need to develop that confidence in the offseason. I need to develop that confidence in spring training, and if I see that it's working in spring training, I can use it, and I don't have to work on it so much during bullpen sessions. I can just use it as a normal, hey, I'm going to throw it six or seven times in my pen, maybe up to ten to make sure it's, it's feeling right. Didn't, that that did, was going to be my question is what percentage do you feel comfortable using it, but there you go. Didn't Duffy say, Kevin, I, and I'm sorry if you already said this, Duffy was like, I just accidentally fell into a, a grip. Yes. I changed it just a little bit. And now I have this other pitch that I didn't have before, and that changes everything. For I mean, it could really change everything for a pitcher. I know it's not thrown anymore, but the knuckleball changed Ari Dickey's career. Right. You know, he, oh, my he, gosh, he was yeah. like, I'm going to tinker with this. Somebody's going to teach me uh, the, the way to do it, and it could change a dude's the career for sure. I mean, Evaldi, uh, with his splitter, 
it's life changing for for him. Or look at John Gray with his slider. Yes. He made it a little faster and it had a bit of a sharper break on it. And that pitch was incredible for him. And now you get back so many more results when he's talking about the horizontal and the vertical. And then you can see a slow motion video replay of the ball coming out of your hand. And, you know, they talk about tunneling. It's how long can you make all three or four of your pitches look the same until you, it gets closer to home plate? Now, we knew about t- the hitter and the catcher can tell you about tunneling, but now you do have video evidence, too. When the hitter's in swinging and missing at your breaking ball, guess what you're doing? You're tunneling the ball well because he thought it was a fastball, and that's why he was off, off timing. When they're timing it well, one, it might not have broke well. You might not have executed. The other thing, too, is you might, be not, you might not be tunneling that pitch well, so they're seeing it earlier. They're seeing it from a different spot, and their brain is connecting and saying, this isn't a fastball. It's in a different spot coming out of his hand. So that you get so much more feedback now on what you're doing. At the same time, I have to reiterate, and I think Mike Maddox would tell you this, and Bruce Bochy would tell you this, the hitter is going to tell you if it was a good pitch or not. The yeah. hitter is going to tell There's you if this pitch feedback. works in the major leagues or not. Uh, from the 469 man, we're so lucky to be able to talk, uh, listen to Mike B. talk about the mechanics and insider info of baseball. <laughs> Completely hooked. Bravo. And whole. Hold that thought for just one second, because I want to. I want to throw out at least one more Dunning, and then we can just we can keep diving back yeah. into this. I want to go to Dunning with cut eight, and this is him giving us some more background about the origin of the pitch, and then I want to get back into this conversation. This whole this whole pitch actually kind of started during the World Series when I was playing catch. I like to tinker with all my pitches, and when I play catch, you know, I always mess around with certain things and. You know, I gripped, I gripped this pitch, and I started throwing it, and it was actually really good. And so I was kind of like, all right, well, you know, maybe this offseason I'll kind of play with it and see where it goes. And so after the offseason, after, you know, after we won and everything, and I was able to sit down and kind of, like, break down, you know, this past year. I tried to do that for a couple days during the offseason to break down, and then what do I need to work on? One of my, uh, one of my weakest pitches was my changeup, which used to be one of my bread and butters and everything. Um, just the velocity of my changeup got so high that it was essentially becoming ineffective at times where I'm throwing a, you know, 91 mile an hour sinker and then I throw an 88 mile an hour changeup. The separation isn't big enough. So I wanted to, to work on something new to be able to create that difference. And so I started throwing that pitch in the off season and it actually turned out to be pretty good. Now, one of the things he said in there that I thought was amazing, he goes, you know, when we won and everything. Like, talking about winning the World Series just so casually. And his changeup is a pitch that I I was looking at the numbers that Dunning threw almost 16% of the time. So this is a... This is a pretty decent-sized part of his arsenal, yeah. and if you're going to switch up one of your, I think it was like his third or fourth pitch, if you're going to switch up one of your primary three to four pitches, that could have a totally different look for you. Yeah, and I don't have it in front of me. I want to know the batting average against, because when I've watched him pitch, I'm like, it's just a little bit too hard, and he's recognizing it. Maddox is recognizing it, but it's to slow down that pitch, he felt like he had to slow down his arm or drop his elbow. Now we're not tunneling the same. So now we're doing something different that the hitter's going to recognize. If I don't reach out and finish off a changeup, then it's not going to have any downward action. So I know Grinky would throw a hard changeup, uh, you know, now thinking about it. He'd only yeah. have like a drop five to drop seven, which isn't a lot of drop from your fastball. But he's like, I don't care. I have such great movement on it. I don't mind that I'm throwing it closer to fastball speed because my movement is going to get them out more than the speed drop. And I, it's interesting because, you know, Dane Dunning's working on that pitch. We already talked about the switch and the slider that John Gray made. So you're seeing adjustments being made with presumptive members of the starting rotation. It is a lot of fun, Kevin, to watch. Evaldi specifically was what we got to see at the highest, at its peak, right? And when he's throwing his fastball and it's looking good and he's getting ahead of guys, and then they're like, I know this splitter is coming at some point. I know it's on the way. And they see fastball, and then it goes, see you later, and they look foolish. It was so much fun during the playoffs to see that. And that's another reason. That's another person we've still been efforting on. We'll see if we can make that He's happen. He's pitching today, so if yeah, we have a chance, tomorrow it'll be tomorrow. for him. Yeah. But we'll see if we can get anybody else up here in the meantime. Coming up next, it's time for the Combo Platter Leap Day Edition. Give us a sports opinion. And then what, if anything, will you do with your extra day? We're here working. What will you do? We'll do it next. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. 
Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Right here on The Fan. KNC Masterpiece back here on 105 Through the Fan. We're live at Surprise Stadium. We will lead you right up to the G-Bag Nation. Also, going on during the G-Bag Nation, you got Rangers, Brewers right in front of them. They did an excellent job with that yesterday, and we will probably jump on with them again today. Now, today is National Time Refund Day because it is, of course, February 29th. It's Leap Day. They knocked out a few beers yesterday, by the way, just looking at their oh, beer is count. Is that 37? Yeah, it was down. Like, In a it, row? It was like 16 yesterday I when we got here. They're counting Sprite and tequila or vodka? Vodka. That thing As, was gone. Do you want to so. call it Sprodka? <laughs> nope. Bite? Nope. No, okay. You can, I guess. <laughs> Uh, Thanks for the support, Mike. I appreciate it. Oh. Sprite. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Alec. I appreciate that. Is So it's Leap Day, mm-hmm. also known as National Time Refund Day. I know we're all working right now, but I would like a sports opinion. And then why are they refunding us time? Because it's a free day. No, but why are they? Why don't they just put that into the clock? Why don't they just? You know what? If we gain too many seconds or whatever, whatever it is, I don't feel like we should be assessed this one day every four the years. Clocks would be disarray. Yeah, the this is calendar weird industry me, would be in disarray. Fix is the calendars. Everybody just needs a reset, man. Let's reboot this bad boy. If God came to you right now and said, "I will let you know the day and the time that you die," would you want to know? Yes. No, man, because I'm just going to live like I'm And there's nothing you can do about it. People would say, well, I just won't be in that place in that situation, or I will eat better to not have a heart attack or whatever. Like, you can't do anything about it. He's he's literally giving you the day and the time that you will pass away. I'd want to know. No, I'll rock. I'm like, hey, man, I appreciate it, God. Uh, Let's, uh, but I'm (laughs) going to. They're turning down. I'll probably ask for some other things instead. I'll be like, hey, in exchange for that, can I do, can we do this? I think I'd want to know, but then there's part of me that would be like, no, because I don't know. How different would you live life when you're talking about the extra day Mm -hmm. of February 29th? If you know you have, let's just, I'm going to, so whether it's five years or 35 years left, but you know, mm-hmm. like how do you, how much do you change your life based off of I know I'm dying I'm not. this many days away or this many years away? But I will say this: I would probably say in exchange instead of that, tell me why I'm here. Yeah, I will. You can keep that information. So you're bartering with tell God me why in I'm this here, scenario. God. He, I think he might respect it, and he'd be like, you know what, that's a good deal. And then he's like, here, here's your purpose. And then I'm rocking that way, man. I'm be like, okay, I'm taking advantage of that until for until uh, until I'm done. So that's my that's my goal there. Back to you, Kevin, for a combo platter. Mm. 
I'm, I was pretty fascinated with that. What would you like to do with the rest of your free day? Also, if you can give me a sports opinion to go along with this. Is this a free day, though? Like, is this really? Because hey. I'm being paid to be here today. So. What? This person from the 928 said the Rangers repeat, the Cowboys disappoint again, and the Mavericks lose in the Western Finals, and the Stars bring home the Cup. Well, bringing on Ta- uh, Tanev will definitely help with that. And they said this th- is their actual anniversary. So they're celebrating two leap years and eight regular years together. What they, is They said, I know it's not Friday, but can I get a shout-out? I feel like and this it's is shout-out Friday, not shout-out Thursday. However, Mike, okay. this oh is a gosh. special circumstance right. because it's not like we can get this every year for them. It's so true. I will allow it for yeah. this one time. I feel like shout this is a bad y'all. day to be born. What, would you tell everyone you're like, I'm 11? And they'd be like, cool. Why'd you say I it wouldn't like tell that? you. Obviously, you don't want to tell him. Jeez, <laughs> oh, I, f- I found that out in a hurry. If you were born on February 29th, do not tell Kevin a joke about being born on February 29th. I'm sorry. That was, <laughs> but that, to your point, that was too harsh. Do you celebrate it three out of four years? Do you celebrate it on the 28th because you were born in February? Or do you celebrate it on March 1st? I feel like. I do. You th- I I don't know. I have no information to base this on. I feel like most people would go the twenty eighth. I think so too, because it's February. You were born in the month of February. Yeah. I have no I facts to back have, that up. Yeah, zero. But, if you're born on this day, let us know right. the answer to Mike's question. So the hot sports take that they have. Yes, I've been. This is way too early. There's still twenty plus games to go. Wyatt Langford is not going to be uh, in AAA. He'll be in. This was the Mavericks and Western oh, Conference yeah. Finals. Oh, my bad. Right now, the Denver Nuggets are in the three seed, two games behind and a game and a half behind Oklahoma City and Minnesota. I would much rather feel confident saying the Mavericks can beat Oklahoma City or Minnesota. Uh, yes. So in a weird way, I'd be like, can we be the eighth seed where we avoid the bracket of the Denver Nuggets? Now, that's way too early to start doing. And then would you ever take the risk of, and I don't think you should, would you ever take the risk of, oh, Geez, Denver's the three seed. Let's just go into the play-in tournament. No, I would take the six seed. I hear what you're saying, but I don't want to risk it because then I'm going to get called a farthead by you because we ended up losing in the play-in. Could you imagine this year if the Mavs tanked the final game of the season knowing it would give them the seven seed so they'd have home court against the eight seed? Let's just say most likely, I don't know, it's going to be either probably Sacramento or New Orleans would be my best guess. And so you'd have to play them at home, and you need to beat them at home to be the seven seed. But if you lose, you get another chance, and now you're a home a home team against the winner of the nine ten game. It's too big of a risk. But if you did it and it worked out, and then you beat Minnesota or you beat Oklahoma City in the first round, you're like, wow, that looked really risky. But they made it out of the first round because they avoided Denver. No, I Finding hear you. Matchup, man. I'm Finding not the going to match up the best stuff with the, the best with and rock I know. it that you, way. You couldn't do it because there's way too much risk in being the seven or eight seed that you could lose. Yeah. Uh, now that being said, I don't even know if a nine. I don't think a nine or ten seed. It's only been two years. The nine and ten seed has never made the real playoffs yet. Oh, and did not did the Heat not uh, make it to the finals? They were a seven eight seed. Oh, they they they, did, they played the play in game, but they were seven eight. Gotcha. Yeah. Okay. So so a nine ten to have to win a game on a do or die game on the road, and then another or you're at home, but mm-hmm. then another do or die game where you're one hundred percent on the road. No team has accomplished that yet. Now to your point, yes. The Miami Heat did make it out of the play-in situation to the NBA Finals, but they were not a 9-10 seed in that situation. Gotcha, gotcha. All right. Well, man, look at that. That's another breakdown from Mike that you love. Now, this is, I guess, the information you were looking for, Corey, for the 903. My granddaughter is a 229 baby, and her parents' rule is the day after 228 is her birthday. That, actually, now that it's portrayed to me like that, that makes sense. So three out of the four years, it's March 1st. And then another one lucky year, you get to celebrate on your actual birthday. Mm-hmm. But their birthday is the day after February 28th. That, that makes sense. Yeah, that also stinks, though, because you're trying to go to a bar on your birthday, and now you have to wait an extra day. Oh, and you have to show your driver's license. Yeah, you have to wait till March So you can 1st. go to Nick and Sam's and get the cotton candy oh, and everything oh, and the big cake, and they're like, sorry, you're two years so away. So if, Ed offered us. So if they were turning 21... 
technically on the 29th and it's the 28th. You have to turn yeah. it down. Mm-hmm. You're yeah. like, you're not. 21. I don't think the yeah. I don't think yeah. the bartender can serve right. Yeah. So I'd want the 28th instead. I'd be like, hey, let me have that just so I can have one night because I've never had any drinks before. Obviously, you know, I never drank before I was 21. Do you think there are pregnant moms right now possibly trying to hold in that baby for just another, you know? Mm. 11 hours and 24 minutes. Hey, like so I said that baby earlier, can have a birthday where every day, every year you have that date. Mm, maybe so. From the from the 720, my wife and I got married the 29th of February on the in 2016. And then we get this from the two from the 903, why not both? From the 940, my niece celebrates both the 28th and the 1st. I, I could kind of okay. appreciate that. Two days. And then I have never heard this before. From the 214, most doctors give the parents the option to pick the 28th or the 1st. What? What? I don't think you can do that. So you can just change yeah, the, the day you were born? Can't make up a date? Man, this is why I want to be. You're in a, the hospital. They have to mark it. This is why I want to be a birth certificate writer now. I don't think you can do it. I I, I don't think that person. Dude, the there's lady no that, way you can do that. They're they're not telling the truth. The uh, you want a quick story about the lady that wrote my uh, Avery's birth certificate? Yes. So I was uh, Avery was born, and I was in charge of going to get all the information put down. And I walk into the girl's office, and she used to cut my hair, and I'd also gone on a couple dates with her. What? Uh, before <laughs> before I got married to Adrian. So oh, it was yeah. kind of odd that I was like, like hey, here's my uh, here's my baby's information. I know we went on a couple dates, and then I never called you again. But how's it going? So that was awkward. Okay. That's a good story. Do you think she thought about sabotaging the birth certificate? She told Just me my hair looked great. So that was, that was oh. kind of a, a pause. She was oh, like, who's dear. cutting your hair now? I think that's what she was most concerned oh, about. Like, she who- knows you can impregnate people now. <laughs> <sighs> yep, I sure can. All right, Kevin, my sports opinion. At this rate, Wyatt Lankford's never going to make the, the, pro, the <laughs> oh opening day gosh. roster. He's just, I mean, what did he do yesterday against Yamamoto? He did not. He didn't do anything. Dude, he smashed He's that got, double play ball hard. He did hit a, it was a very hard hit ball. a soft ball. double play, right? <laughs> it was a very hard hit third, uh, ball down the third base line. Uh, and maybe that's what it's going to take is just, you know, get it, find the find the gaps, find those places. But I, I feel like, you know, he's when we saw him this morning, it was walk in, pick up bats, immediately go to work. Yes. Like he immediately left and was like, I got to go start swinging. I got to get I got to get into my groove. And that's kind of I'm hopeful that it happens for him. I really am hopeful that it, that it happens. But. I feel like, did you get the, the feeling from Bochi yesterday that results is what matters to him? No. Or did y'all get a different feeling based on what Bochi was saying about that? Like, he's like, oh, no, he's already earned it. Results or. definitely do not matter right now. It's kind of like, hey, let's see how he's handling this. And, you know, as far as we can tell, he's handling everything good. Like, he's not overwhelmed or, or looking like the pressure's getting to him. I would say this. This was my opinion, and it doesn't mean this is the right opinion. If I had to write a report on Wyatt Lankford yesterday in the two at-bats he got, I would say it looks like he's over-swinging a little bit. His mm. swing's a little bit too long and too big, and it just needs to shorten up a hair. Uh, but that being said, the dude batted 360 last year you know, in, in yeah. 40 games. Like, yeah. I don't know. I need to go back. I would want to compare both swings side to side of uh, his spring training at bats here so far and his at bats in Frisco or in Round Rock and say, is he a little bit long or big with his swing? He has a very violent swing. He is attacking the bees. He's not going to get cheated by just trying to tap the baseball. He's trying to hit the S out of but it. But I'm like, is he a little long with his swing right now? Which is that can be corrected pretty quickly. It's just right now he just might be excited and just a little bit jumpy. Since I don't look at this as an extra day, Kevin, I will give you an extra sports opinion. Oh. Uh, my extra sports opinion is the guy in the bucket hat does not draw baselines as well as Jake, our guy. Jake's watching him closely, he though. He is. He is. But this guy. Look, his hands are on his hips. Jake's already looks a little <laughs> bit disappointed. It takes. <laughs> it does, actually. <laughs> it takes this guy. It took him about 10 minutes to get down that line. Oh, look. Now he looks at it. And Let's see. They're both looking at it. Third base. They shake line, their head. Yes. Third base line's a little iffy. All right. First base line looks a lot better. Third base line, 
little shaky on that one, and it took some time. But I did see that he has a can of spray paint at the end to kind of, if it's off just a little bit, to kind of even it out. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Make it look okay. So, But that's my second sports opinion, Kevin. They're happy. From they both the, gave the head shake. We're good to go. I hadn't thought about this from the 817. Because of math, you can't turn 21 on leap day if you're born on leap day. Whoa. Because it's only every four years. So you would be born, then go 4, 8, 12, 16, 20. Oh, wow. You would never have your 21st birthday on leap day. That's valid. Nope. How, ex- how excited would you be? I don't think he's here. But this is but, a little bit of Mike likes it. I'm sorry I'm jumping in. But yeah. we can get back to yeah. also people's sports opinions and what they do with extra time. Is what if Harry Doyle showed up here today? That would be Unbelievable. I would lose my mind. Obviously, his name's Bob Euchre. But that's one of the people yeah. I would love to meet in my lifetime. I know that he's uh, getting up there in age. He's he would still, be right next to us. I know. Like I was like, I'd be could you imagine if Harry Doyle just walked in right now? Like, just I would be so pumped up. But I'd be sad I didn't have a baseball for him to sign that's it true. and say. But you'd have know. to just shake his hand. You can't go up and go, oh, it's a beta outside. And he's like, good one. You know, like, I'm sure he's heard that 50 million times, right? Sure. Or yeah. would you still do that? No, I wouldn't do that, but I would just be so excited. I would I would probably just beat him down with Mr. Uh, Belvedere questions. Like, <laughs> I think I, he would appreciate that. That, that would be, I guess, in, in, all annou- in all announcers, let me ask you this. Since Bob Euchre is obviously still the radio, I believe it's radio, uh, with the Milwaukee Brewers, is there a person that you would rather meet that calls games in all sports? Vin Scully. I still do have like that, that love for listening to him talk about manta rays for about three innings, and I was still captivated. I mean, I think Kevin Harlan is unbelievable. He's, he's the best. Like, yeah. To me, he's the best at calling football and basketball, and there's other guys that are great. I think Mark Followell's great at it, too, obviously. He I think it, Harlan is the best. At, at listening to his calls of football and basketball. But I think I'm going Euchre over both of them. I, I get Vin Scully for sure. I think I'm going Euchre, Vin Scully. I would kind of want to meet Marv Albert. Okay. I'd be like, yes! Would you ask and I'm him sure he would hate that. Thing? Which, which thing? Is it the time that he wanted Larry King with a nondescript baseball hat on because I guess his wig wasn't ready or the biting stuff? Yeah. I would want to know more about the hat. I'd be like, what well, is the what biting stuff y'all talking about? Uh, he story. was with a lady of the night. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> then what happened? Uh, I, I think, think he was like, yes, yes. He liked certain things that maybe weren't. You y'all keep doing this action. action. Yeah, he bit a lady's hand allegedly. Yeah. I actually don't know how that case turned out. So allegedly? yeah, we'll stop talking. About okay, it. I'm All not right. sure about that. It was. It was. It was. I remember it being just kind of shocking. It didn't. Yes. It didn't seem to. Fit. So you don't really know. All right, I'll ask somebody else. Guys. Well, you I'll, town. Yes. I'll Google it. I'll, I'll look it up. And I mean, see I don't know if it's there. still on Google. But uh, Howard sure Cosell. I would love to to He's talk. Dead. With. If he was still alive, though, that would be my. <laughs> you are you shocked breaking by this, Corey? I feel like fan. that. I don't. That's not breaking news. That would be my number one. Okay. Just because I love the kind of smart ass personality that he brought to it All like right. i very much i'll bring another that. dead person into the category would you want to meet harry Carey now over yes yes okay man this is tough all right now revised ranking dead and alive i'm going howard cosell one 
Harry Carey two, Bob Euchre three, Scully four, Mar five. Can I throw somebody else into this mix? Yes! Keith, Keith Jackson's phenomenal. Oh, that's a good one, too. But I would also, and, tough. and I know, like, there's some other things about this guy that people oh, get driven nuts by. doctor! But I do, I always respected the sports casting of Bob Costas. I thought I thought he, he delivered it just I thought he did a very good job in his delivery. Do you know Sandler reminds me of Bob he Costas? Does. Now, right, I, I don't man. know if he would take that as that a compliment or not. The connections, the I'm people. With you. Yes. No, absolutely. I totally get that. I think people can be upset with Bob Costas because he is also an opinion maker he is now, too. for um, sure. And, but I, I think Bob Costas, I remember reading his book, and then I brought some of his. It was a baseball book, and I remember bringing some of his thoughts on the plane to the New York Mets, and they're like, why don't you go work for the commissioner? Because <laughs> he was kind of talking about certain caps and all of these things. Maybe not just like a hard cap, but how much you could pay like your most talented player. There would be a cap on. You can only pay this much for the most talented player on your team. Did he ever say no cap? I would like to also add the John Madden into the mix for sure. John Madden would be a good one, oh, but that's not play by play. That's hell. just more color analyst. Man. But since I did we're get talking, to meet Pat hold on, Mike. But since we're talking color analysts, oh man, he kind of crap. There's a that. rookie, uh, a rookie color analyst that's going to be rocking this year, and his name's one Mike Bassick. Yeah, I didn't get. Oh yes. I would love to meet and talk oh. with Mike Bassick at what? some point. That might be pretty cool. They wouldn't do this to me because I did it as a player. But what if? Because I'm a rookie. TV guy, uh-huh. what if they made me dress up on that road trip and I had to wear like a cow's outfit or something? You always or, have to carry around a unicorn yeah. backpack. I had to wear like that. that. I had to wear like awesome. a Hooters costume or something. Oh my gosh! They don't think they. Yeah, I don't think they do that anymore. What if you instituted that? What if you're like, hey, we're bringing it back, yeah. and then now that's you. And he would volunteer himself. Yeah. To I'll start. have that much power on the Rangers in 2024. This is the theme for the trip. Deal with it. Okay, Corey, if you could talk to Mike Baskey, you'd uh-huh. ask him any question. What would you ask him? Ooh. Man, I'm going to have to think about that. This is easy. Uh, what was the outcome of your court case? That's clearly <laughs> what I would ask. Yeah, I guess so. That would be it. But that was my. It was for me. <laughs> Hey. <laughs> Just as long as I feel like this is the most nonsensical segment. I promise we've been like pretty much locked in the rest of the week. Who are you promising right now? Uh, the listeners. The boss yeah, the the listeners? probably probably the boss. Okay, the listeners right. are like, no, more of this. We're having fun. From the 940, just pulled a Wyatt Langford Bowman Chrome Auto number to 99. Let's effing go. Mike lost you. a bid on one number to 10 yesterday. Yeah, so. it went for over 1000 bucks. I didn't win it. You did not. He, what your bid was? What four hundred and twenty-five? No, five twenty-five was my last bid, and then when I saw it get to like close to a thousand, I was just like, I can't go there. Yeah, I want to. If you wouldn't have bought the Evan Carter cards, would you? have? No, I, I, I. Wyatt Langford. Look, that card that he just that you just got. Congratulations. That's probably a thousand dollar card, if not more. Um, his cards are so expensive. Like at this, you just kind of start looking. What is Wyatt Langford? Even like Jackson Holiday. Like Jackson Holiday cannot live up to the standard that cards that people are paying for. He could. He'd have to hit fifty home runs this year and bat three fifty. At that point, he would live up to what his card prices are going at. Yeah. No, I, I'm I'm right. with you on that. You ready for a little Mike like? Well, it? I feel like we're in the midst of a free willing Mike All likes right. it already. Well, Wheeling. let's see if there's a Willie on this list. These are the Wheeling. 10 breakout candidates ready to make a leap this season in Major League Baseball. By the way, how much joy, real quick, I know we talk about this, how much joy do you have that we're at a ballpark and they're about to play a real game in front of us? It doesn't count on the standings, but, like. It was so awesome yesterday. Like, I, I'm, I'm at this, where I am right now, stop it, Kevin. Where I am right now in this is like, okay, Brewers are a bit of a different team, but they're still a good ball club, too. But, yes, they're getting ready to do it. It has that vibe to it. The music's going and everything, and people will start pumping in. But yesterday, Mike, the environment was just – it was too nuts. Like, it was, it was exactly – the size of this stadium is perfect for what they did yesterday because if it had been more, it probably would have been a little more chaotic. But it just felt like a great setting for it. And you got to see, you know, you're, you got to see three leadoff hitters that you were like, oh, wow, this is a fun – the yeah. whole lineup was a fun lineup minus Corey Seager yesterday. 
All right, so this is going to help you out a little bit in fantasy baseball. If you play fantasy baseball, this isn't a fantasy baseball article, but I'm looking at it as going, wait a second. Okay. Are yeah. these people that, yeah, they're not going to be drafted in probably the first, you know, if you don't have a keeper league, these guys are not going to be in probably the first five rounds of a uh, MLB fantasy draft. But once you get past there, you start looking at, hey, who do I think could be an all-star, break okay. out, have great okay. numbers, uh, and people aren't thinking about them as having great numbers in 2024. The first one is C.J. Abrams. If people don't know who he is, he was the number one traded prospect in the Juan Soto to the San Diego Padres trade. So this was a top ten prospect in all of baseball that was moved from San Diego to the Nationals. He's their shortstop. Key stat last year, he had 47 steals in 51 attempts. But he's a shortstop who they believe, I'm not going to stick on him too long, they believe that he could break out and have a really nice year for the Washington Nationals. Number two, number one overall pick in the 2020 draft, Spencer, Spencer Torkelson. He is the first baseman for the Detroit Tigers. Who's been disappointing thus far. He has. He had 16 home runs in his final 48 games last year, so they're thinking he can find. He has kind of, he's, he's like comparison so far, Joey Gallo. There's still a lot of pop there. You see the pop, but he swings and misses so much that you're just like, you got to correct that. And they believe in this article from MLB.com that Spencer Torkelson can uh, correct that. The next one, the probably most hyped guy coming into this season. Evan Carter. Ellie De La Cruz. Okay. So yeah, he was the that. guy last year that, that broke out, and everybody was just like, oh my God, the six foot six, six foot seven shortstop, what he's doing in the field, what he's doing on the bases. When he hit the ball, it was pretty spectacular. He needs to work on hitting the ball. His, his strikeout rate was 33.7% last mm. year. So, I mean, one out of three wow. times he was going up, it was a K. Key stat. 119.2 miles per hour on his max exit velo as a rookie. That is insane. That is obviously there with Aaron Judge. Like that is that is crushing a baseball that very few people can hit the ball that hard. Number 4, this is where I'll stop for a little bit. Guess what? It's Josh Young. Key stat last year an 867 postseason OPS on the Rangers World Series run. They say he was an all-star. Uh, last year that's pretty good by itself but the full breakout is coming they say it might have happened already if young second half wasn't derailed by a broken thumb in august the 26 year old's postseason run he batted 308 with three homers and i already gave you the 867 ops this should help two convince homers you in one game in that in, uh, right it was it was late in one of those maybe it's houston or okay. baltimore he had two homers and it was like one of those where you're like, oh, man, I wish that would have been a bigger moment because he was playing well. The rest of the team wasn't that yeah. day. It says this should help convince you that the all-star uh, who had 19 homers and a 126 OPS plus at the break is the real deal, especially when you see that he also hits the ball hard in the launch angle sweet spot. I'm going to have to click on that to understand that a little bit more. But obviously, he's having very good launch angles, not too high, not too low, that he must hit a lot of balls in what they consider the, the, the great area yeah. of a yeah. launch angle. So that's number four, Josh Young. Number five, Jordan Walker, really big prospect last year. A uh, very young 20-year-old outfielder for the Cardinals, 21-year-old uh, now. Who was on fire to start last season and then they right? had to send him yeah. down to the minor yeah. leagues because he got cold and they're like you're not hitting for power yeah, we I get that you're that. you have a batting average but we want to see more power uh so they give his slash line last year and real quick i know i'm running out of time here the pitchers that they think should break out i agree with this one completely watch out for grayson rodriguez the starting pitcher for the orioles he's from east texas uh so he's somewhat of a local product number two bobby miller of the dodgers Last year, key stat, 98.9 mile an hour average fastball. So that's average. His, his average. Okay. So you look at a guy like Paul Skeens, the number one overall pick. That's very close to what Paul wow. Skeens was doing last year at LSU. Number four, Hunter Green uh, of the Red, starting pitcher. He has 54 Ks on 100-plus mile an hour pitches. So he throws the ball over 100 on a consistent basis. Number four, hopefully this doesn't happen. 
Hunter Brown. He is a starting pitcher for the Astros. And number five is Brandon P. Fad T. If you want to just pronounce it it's, the way they spelt it. Fought? It's fought. It's Obviously, you saw him last year in yeah. the World Series or in the playoffs. He was very good for the Diamondbacks. He had a 3 2 7 ERA in his five postseason starts. I have no clue how anybody came up with a last name of P F A A D T. <laughs> that makes no sense at any point. Uh huh. Yeah, okay. Back sick. B A C S I K at least makes a little bit of sense on where the letters are placed. Two A's in a row, and then a P and an F. I thought the P-H makes the F. You don't need an F if you have a P to start off. You change the F to a H, and somehow it makes an F. Either be F-A-D-T, which makes a little bit more sense. I, why P-F? Have you ever – P-F, that's some sort of chemical or Flugerville. something you lose to clean a bathroom yeah, a or something. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know, Mike. I hear what you're saying, though. We're the KNC Masterpiece right here on 105 Through the Fan. Coming up next, it's Tom for the C-Block starring Corey Majors. Let's talk with Texas Rangers professional radio broadcaster Matt Hicks Ooh. next on The Fan. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Oh, oh, oh. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. 